Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Our pal Pacific guy is George Sedano. He's out there in Los Angeles. Heat and Lakers tonight. First of all, George, do you go Louisville or Louisville? It's Louisville. Mm. Okay. Thank all you. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, our pal Brian Monroe is in studio with us as well. Wants to make sure you know who the extra voice is there, George. So don't be rude. Go say hello. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brian? What's good, man? Everything all right? Can't complain, man. It's right. uh, 1023 in the morning, and Zaslow's jealous because I have three le- I have three more hours to watch basketball and go to sleep at a normal time. All right, well, you guys can do your pleasantries later on. We're in the middle of a show here. All right, so tonight you got uh, you got Heat and Lakers, okay? Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt you and hijack your show. Yeah. Your producer asked me, hey, George, uh, you know, it's such and such. Uh, you know, you- Zaslow wants to know if you have a landline. Zaslow, who has a landline at their house? I don't. I don't know. I, some people do, or maybe you're at work right now, and there's a landline. That's not a ridiculous. Twenty nineteen, Brian Brian Monroe. Do you have a landline at your house? Negative. I don't. I don't know the last time I had a landline. All right, but maybe you're at work. Yeah. Like I'm at work right I now. We got say, landlines. I will say this: some people have landlines because if you have an alarm system, a lot of alarm systems yeah. still go through landlines. No man, they go through your nah, phone. Nah, you need a new alarm system. Thank they you. Don't know. Like, I'm telling you, some people still have them because of that. All right. All right well, then, then, then you should do what I do, which is go to simplysafe.com and uh, sign up. They have cellular. Uh, well, well, I'll tell uh, you, you do sound very good. Even though you're on a cell right now, it sounds like you're you're right next door. Okay, even though you're Pacific guy. Now, okay. Ah, t- you see, that's the that's the Wi-Fi calling, baby. All right, that's you sound you good. You sound good. So the Lakers. <laughs> Tell me, uh, in there in Los Angeles, after the first game, Lakers got their ass kicked by the Clippers, game number one. They have not lost since. Yeah. They've won six in a row. What was the reaction like after the first game compared to the way people are talking right now? People were freaking out because they're like, what are they doing? Posting up Anthony Davis 20 times. Why aren't they running more LeBron pick and roll? And that's just me, okay? But, no, honestly, in, everyone had the same reaction. Um, and LeBron looked old. Like I remember talking to guys after that game um, amongst the media, and we were all like, whoa, like LeBron did not look like we expected him to look after having six months off. And even he talked about being rusty after the game. But, man, that was it. He shook off that rust pretty damn quick, and he's looked pretty good after that. I mean, he's, like, granted, small sample, seven, eight games, whatever it is, but if we're doing great, you know, 10% into the season, front runner for MVP, it's probably him right now. How has the city been reacting to Kawhi Leonard? Uh, you know, a couple days ago, obviously, it was the big story across the NBA with him sitting out the game. But uh, I'd imagine Clipper fans are all cool with it, right? Clipper fans are totally cool with it. There's a method to the madness. I also think that people who are barking up about load management with Kawhi specifically don't understand what he's going through. Ramona Shelburne reported when he was traded from San Antonio to Toronto that the thigh injury was going to probably be a chronic injury from her understanding from talking to doctors. And th- now he's got a knee injury. And, Brian, you played professional sports. Like, you know all that stuff is interconnected, man. And here's the other thing. People don't see this. 
after every game, Zaslow, Amber, and Brian, he works out and has to have therapy for 90 minutes to allow him to be able to function the way he functions. This is not going to be a thing that's just going to be last season and this season. This is going to be Kawhi Leonard moving forward in order for him to be able to perform at the highest levels possible when he does play and, of course, be ready to play when it matters most. Have you, uh, have you gotten to catch the Heat very much? I mean, obviously, it's a major time change. you got stuff going on out there, but have you watched much of Jimmy Butler? Yeah, yeah. I watch almost all their games. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. How the hell wouldn't I watch their games? What a so, pleasure. yeah, I mean, he's... <laughs> what a pleasure. Yeah, oh, it, my it, God. I wish every game it, here was at 4.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, he's been fantastic. I have been um, somewhat surprised at how good a facilitator he is. Not that I thought he was a poor facilitator, but, I mean, he's a guy who averaged, what, three, maybe four assists in, in a given season. I mean, he's got, what, eight? You know, maybe more now at this point. I haven't checked this this morning. But that stuff has been great. But, you know, the one thing that they've been able to do for him in Miami, uh, as opposed to the other spots in Chicago, Minnesota, or even Philly, is he's got the best spacing he's ever had. So it's funny. If you look at the way Spo has drawn up this particular offense, we were just talking about Kawhi. It kind of reminds me a little of what Nick Nurse was doing with Kawhi in Toronto. They had plenty of spacing on the floor. It allowed him to operate and kind of get in there and not have to kind of bull his way uh, to the basket. There's a lot more space for him to work there. I think it's been fantastic. Well, and, and, and here's and the thing, with, it, and here's the thing too, George, which I think is going to be an issue uh, eventually. And I spoke about this yesterday. The Heat with Jimmy Butler in the lineup. He's only played five games. The Heat are three and zero in those games when Justice Winslow has been out. And I think Justice in the starting lineup with Jimmy Butler is not a good fit. I don't think there are enough shooters when he's with him. Agree, 100%. That, that's one thing that you have to look out for. I mean, the, the numbers are out there. I think Jimmy's uh, – th- there were splits between him and Dragic and him and Winslow before the game that I saw where I think with Justice and Jimmy together on the floor, they were like two points or three points for 100 possessions better. And Justice without – or excuse me, Jimmy without Justice was like 18 points per 100 possessions, uh, you know, plus 18 – and then with Dragic, it was like 22 when him and Dragic weren't on the floor together for Jimmy. And I think it was like plus eight or nine when they were both on the floor. Uh, but clearly there, there's duplication there with Justice. He needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what you do there. I honestly, like, I'm not saying this season, but I do think at some point they probably have to potentially consider moving him for the right pieces or the right assets. Um if they want to maximize what Jimmy does. Will Dion Waiters ever play for the Miami Heat again? I don't believe so. I would be surprised if, if, he, if he did. I mean, if he did, it's because they've exhausted every option in trying to trade him. I know there's been rumblings about trying to trade for a veteran stretch four, potentially. Marvin Williams' name has been thrown out there. Um, but you're not trading him without attaching something to him. The Heat don't have picks. But I do think Derrick Jones Jr. is probably a candidate to eventually be traded because, in my opinion, and look, I don't have information on this. I'm just looking at this logically. They're not going to be able to keep him. Think that they're, correct. I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign him. Yeah. Um, and by the way, they don't need to. They can find guys like yep. that. Yep. Well, that's the part. Exactly what you said there, George. They could find guys like that is where the aggravation stems from 
signing Dion Waiters and James Johnson, mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson too for that matter, to those contracts because over and over and over again, the Heat keep proving they can find those guys. Adam Scheiman, the Heat's assistant GM, who was the you know VP of the G League team and all that stuff, he is just unbelievable at finding these type of guys. The Kendrick Nunn thing, like, Kendrick Nunn being signed on the last day of the season last year after they got rid of Magruder was, I mean, they needed to to get rid of Magruder to make it work financially because of their situation last season. But my understanding, um, and, and again, I, this is just what I've heard, is that they were on Kendrick Nunn for months. Like, they, this was something they wanted to get done months before it actually got executed. So he's just great. The guys you mentioned, right? Like the guy I mentioned, Magruder. Tyler Johnson, those type of guys, those are Adam Simon type finds, and they continually find them because he's so good at his job. So yeah, they don't need to do that. And you're right. When they signed those guys at that time, you were like, what are you doing? Miami is a free agent destination, Zaslo and Brian and Amber. You guys know this. As soon as they have money, if they had money when the last big free agent class this past season um, happened, they would have gotten somebody, I believe. Uh, agents were stunned that they didn't have cap space. Um, now, granted, they were still able to pull off the Jimmy thing, which was fantastic, and they deserve a ton of love for that. But going into that free agency, there were a lot of agents wondering what the hell happened there. Like, why didn't they think beyond um, this particular season? And I think in 21, they're going to get somebody. Somebody is coming to them if they've got full max cap space. That is, I, I will guarantee that right now. Let me ask you a question about Kendrick Nunn. So we know he was a second-leading scorer in NCAA at Oakland behind Trey Young. Is there a reason besides the off-the-court issue that he had that he flew under the radar, and why would the Warriors let him walk? Yeah, why did the Warriors let him that, – that's the more interesting yeah. thing, too. Um, I do think that played a role in it, for sure, because at that point, he kind of fell off the map a little bit, went from a big-time program in Illinois to Oakland, which is a small uh, program in Michigan – and at that point, he, he kind of fell through the cracks because people were like, ah, do we want to take he, – he was a borderline first-round guy, maybe a second-round guy. And when you're that, teams are just like, eh, maybe we could just sign him as a free agent. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff does play into it. As far as the Warriors are concerned, I don't know. I don't understand that. I guess maybe they felt like – you know, they – I guess they felt like if they were going to lose Durant, they had an idea of getting – that they were probably going to land D'Angelo Russell. They had probably that – in the back of their mind that he was going to be available. So they just didn't think there'd be enough minutes potentially for him. I don't know that as a, uh, you know, for a hundred percent, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I, I think that's the logic behind it from what I've heard second and third hand. George, switching subjects for a second, because we're running out of time with you and I have to bring it up because you and I got into it a little bit on oh. Twitter about the Dolphins and about oh. the coaching staff tanking. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on if you still think Brian Flores is coaching How do you feel about being wrong this week after them winning? No, I, listen, you, you listen, I am not, I am not backing down off this. If you, if you sign up, if you're Brian Flores and the owner tells you, we don't want to win that many games. We want to be in, in position to take a quarterback or the best quarterback available. You sign up for that. Now, if you want to argue that just because they beat the crappy Jets that that's not the case, the Jets are terrible, just like the Dolphins are terrible. So in the NFL, that can happen. And I just don't buy that this guy all of a sudden, you know, is playing defense in a way that any moron who, who plays Madden football 
could see that he's he's playing defense to give up big yards. It was one play. It was one play, George. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. The other part of it is this. The other part of it is this. He had this a similar situation happen in the Cowboy game where they had like a third and 20 in the first quarter, and they gave up like 33 yards to Jason Witten's old ass, no. okay? And, and the difference was he only rushed, I think, six in that situation or dropped back six. Uh, no, wait. They dropped back. They, they only dropped back. Uh, they rushed six as opposed to eight like they did yeah, in that list. game uh, on Monday night. So that's the only difference. He learned how to tank better in that spot by actually bringing everybody and leaving only three back. Now, what if I told you that with the Patriots' defense under Flores, they did that exact same thing multiple times, and by yeah, the way, I, it worked. I, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that one too, except you don't have the Patriots' personnel, and he's very familiar with the fact that he doesn't have the Patriots' personnel. So, but then why some players is he challenged? Like, what, like, why is he trying to win challenges? Like, why bother do stuff like that? Okay, so let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think it's a coincidence that after the owners' meetings, all of a sudden the Dolphins started to play uh, a little more competitive football? Because they were an abomination before that. I, I do think that's a coincidence. I do, yes. actually. Yes. I do, yes. Yeah, because okay, you had a whole cool. bunch of well, guys. You had like team team get better. roster changes they had before guys that didn't even know each other's names. Yeah, team can get better throughout the then season will, and can actually know each other. But we will summarily just disagree because now we're fundamentally on opposite ends of it if you believe Crazy. that. Okay. Crazy. I was going to text you, but I'm just going to tell you on air since we have you on air Crazy. because I've been meaning to tell you that uh, you saved my sanity, by the way, with telling me to take that uh, course, for, <laughs> that sleep course for my baby because now he sleeps so uh, much yeah, Two of you can also I'm do your pleasant things off the air. Anybody. We have a mom, right. so I figured I should just thank him for that. Great. So I'm, thank I'm, you for I'm saving glad me. You're ba- you got it. No problem. I'm glad your baby is sleeping so he doesn't have to watch that awful Dolphins football that hopefully will reap the benefits of getting to it. <laughs> All right, George. Thanks a lot, man. It's okay to be wrong once in a while. We'll talk to you next time. You're a dope. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, see ya. There you go. Uh, it's, it's, it's so silly. It's so silly. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.